Can you believe I still found this? That is unbelievable. That's unreal that you have that. The, the fact that box. <laughs> the balls it takes to sign that and send it. Phenomenal. Yeah. Right. And they're just all oh, wait. If you need a good deal, a need a good deal on shoes, call us. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. <laughs> Well, what's up, Wisconsin? Welcome back to the Inside Wisconsin Studios. A mere 10 minutes away from Lambeau Field. I've told you that once or twice. John's a little bit farther away. My name is Trevor Thomas. John, what's going on, man? I am, uh, well, I'm still more than 10 10 minutes away from Lambeau Field. So uh, I'm not sure what the weather, this is so Wisconsin, right? Hey, John, let's talk about the weather. Um, The weather here is menopausal john it's hot and cold and hot and cold we had snow the other day and you did you what is going on well that's how spring is but i'm glad listen i have finally gotten through i always say that we are good for one snow in april here in connecticut right which probably isn't probably isn't too far out of hand for back home as well uh in those parts especially if you get up sort of even more to the northern latitudes or you find yourself on top of a hill if you've played a couple of rounds of golf, you should not have to worry about the snow coming. Uh, but that happens. One of my favorite things that happens every year is I go to the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships. And then afterwards, the coaches always go, well, real track starts tomorrow, right? Because you can get outside. outside well, yeah, it's yeah. the Southeast Conference. Of course, you can get outside. <laughs> and I, it, in, it, it inevitably happens. I come back. And within the first week, there's a, there's a snowstorm and I'll take a picture out my front door of, it, of the blizzard that's coming down and I'll send it to some of the coaches that just says, you know, uh, outdoor track has been postponed for a few days until we get, <laughs> we get through it. But I think we have finally, we're, I think we're out of it now. We can say goodbye to uh, winter for sure. Spring is nice, but it seems to be always fairly compressed. So I think we go winter, bang, done. Now we're into summer. I can think about baseball and staying up all night and all those good things. So, so two or three years ago on my birthday, which was last week, by the way, my birthday. Yeah, well, was last listen, week. the mail system has been hell. So if you don't have your stuff, I'm not giving it away. I'll watch. You know how it's been, you know, and I don't mean to be political, <laughs> but listen, LaJoy has blame it on LaJoy. He has screwed up whatever it is that's supposed to be right. there for you, but I can't give it away. I've got to keep, keep my watching. poker face. I'll keep watching. Yeah. Louis DeJoy so, has screwed that up on you. Three years ago, there was like 32 inches of snow here in April. It was stupid. It yeah. literally collapsed buildings mm-hmm. and rooftops. And uh, and my son, our oldest son, uh, had baseball practice in snow for the first time this season yesterday. So I'm over it. See you Snowball later. Fights. That's always, that's, listen, that's always good. You should do that. It builds, it builds character. My senior year, I, I high jumped in the snow, and that was in May one time. It was ridiculous. Jeez, really? Yeah. I like the flannel shirt, man. What one is that? Is another one? Is that a new one? This is, I have not made a repeat yet. Not a single one. Blue today because I was born in 1983. Great. I graduated in 1983, but we're going to, we're not going to fight over this, but that's that. You graduated what? High school? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So good year. Good year. In 1988, I was, do the math, five. Matt LePay. Not that hard a math problem. I didn't think it was. I just really didn't want to get it wrong on camera, yep, but it. here okay. I am. Matt LePay gets here in 1988. I don't know how often, John, you got to listen to Wisconsin football or Wisconsin basketball on the radio. Mm-hmm. 
but it has been Matt LePay my entire life. I don't know anything different. And the guy is just unbelievable. And then in 2014, is that when he all of a sudden showed up on Brewers broadcasts? Um, it Because it, it's kind of uh, funny. I don't know if it's a trade secret. Uh, I don't know if it's going to come as a shock to Brian Anderson. Uh, but when he started doing more and more work yeah. um, for uh, TNT and TBS, which, yeah. by the way, he should because he's as good as anybody that's out there. Yeah, he is. Like, literally, uh, that the Brewers have hung on to him this long is terrific. I hope he can swing one of those deals where sort of like Joe Buck did for the longest time to be able to still do some work because, because it, there's no doubt that guy should have a game every week somewhere. That'd be awesome. Uh, but when he was doing more than that, I, I got a call from uh, some people that were not, the guy was not necessarily in the organization, but very much tied to the ownership and asking if, if there was a way I might be able to get free to do 18 or 20 games, um, no which kidding. I could not um, because of my contract at ESPN. Um, and so I think that's when Matt jumped in there and did that. And, you know, and, and I, I often forget because there'll be, uh, um, boy, was it two years ago? There was some great game and I, I'm not even going to pretend to relive the details because I, I don't remember. All I remember was exciting. And I texted Brian Anderson and he's like, yeah, great. Uh, not me. LePay's doing the game. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. But it was still was a good game. It's just, you weren't involved in the call. My bad. Like every once in a while, somebody will post on Twitter when Bob Euchre signs on for the first time in the summer, and mm -hmm. you like that because it doesn't go away. And every single time there's a major end to a major game, whether it's football or basketball, the NCAA tournament, and now the Brewers, you go and find that on Twitter and like it because Matt LePay absolutely kills it on the microphone. Yep, he's terrific, and, uh, and so I guess that means we should talk less and he should talk more. Let's go. Shut up and sit down. And with us now is Matt LePay, the voice of the Badgers. Uh, tell me what that title means to you, voice of the Badgers, because it sounds cool. It is cool. It's very cool. It, it means, uh, really, this job, It's the games are maybe 30, 35% of, of what you do in a role like this. It's a lot of other, a lot of other programming that you do, a lot of uh, emceeing of, of luncheons and banquets and all of that fun stuff. Uh, you go around the state in the off season, the summer months, at least hopefully we can start to do that mm -hmm. here at some point and uh, represent the program, represent the university. It's uh, it as the old line goes, it beats working for a living. So I've been doing this <laughs> here for a while. So Matt shared with us uh, before we jumped on today that he caught our first episode with Barry Alvarez. And that was super exciting to me because that means that we're being seen by people that are also <laughs> going to come on the show. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I, I have a bone to pick with John, though, and we're going to talk about this right now. So John told me that Barry Alvarez is the godfather of Wisconsin, right? And so apparently, though, because I read Matt LePay's book, that people don't say that to Barry Alvarez's face until he came on the show. And then I'm like, hey, the godfather of Wisconsin, Barry Alvarez. Good for you. Whoops. Oh, I think a few people do. I think Herb Street probably would be yeah. one of those, Kirk Herb Street. Um, uh, a couple of others. But, yeah, it's normally, that's what we say when he's not in the room. Hey, the godfather's coming. Yeah, whoops. And then when Barry gets here, it's, hi, Barry. Hi, Barry. Good to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all. Okay. Then we just call him the Don, and then it's okay. So Perfect. So really, Trevor, other than calling him the Godfather and screwing up Joe Thomas, the first episode went terrific. <laughs> Flawless. We should get that out of the way right now. Matt, name two players in Wisconsin since you've been there that are better than Joe Thomas. Can't. Thank you. Moving on. Can't. Trevor, go. 
<laughs> All right, so I did say to Barry that the only constant in Wisconsin, especially on the football side, since 1990 was Barry Alvarez, but that was a flat-out lie. Here's <laughs> Matt LaPay, who's been with the Badgers since 1998. Excuse me, 1988. I do yep. know the date. So, Matt, I got to ask, you gave up San Diego to move to Madison, Wisconsin. Any regrets? Uh, yeah, that no, was the wife who had the opportunity to go out there to San Diego. No, uh, well, not now. At first, we we wondered, sure. We asked ourselves the, the first couple of winters up here when it's 25 below and two feet of snow, and we're thinking in La Jolla, it's probably a little better than this. Uh, but no, after all these years, my wife is actually a faculty associate at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, it, it's turned out to be a, a perfect situation for us. But I mean, come on, with the, the first couple winters in the upper Midwest, when you know you could have been in San Diego, you think about it a little bit. A little bit. I, I have a great college friend who uh, is the CFO at Puma, Puma Cobra. And every once in a while, he'll go, hey, look, I see you on TV. Uh, I'm at lunch and then he goes, but I'm not watching because I look at this and he turns around and there's the Pacific Ocean. And then, you know, and I'm like, OK, and yeah. I text him something that I, I wouldn't want to say out in publicly. But, yeah, he is he has <laughs> no problem letting me know how beautiful it is where he is. And uh, and he likes to do that, like November through February through March to let me know. And I'm just, you know, here we are in Connecticut. It's beautiful. I'm not sure why you wouldn't want to be here 12 months out of the year. But, oh, well, <laughs> you know. So what have you found in Wisconsin? That's, that's sort of the, the essence of this show is to sort of get to the DNA, get to the root of whatever it is that makes uh, our state unique, what makes our state someplace that is endearing to us who grew up and lived there. Um, you know, what is it about uh, that Wisconsin? Because you're a Midwestern guy at heart right. at Ohio. And so I'm not necessarily sure that there's all that much difference. But what is it about the Midwest that, that you find uh, uh, unique or comforting or that, that you enjoy? Here, the, the first thing, John, that I noticed when I moved up here is the total absence of pretense. I mean, people, do, we are who we are up here now. I think I can say we. I've lived here mm -hmm. long enough. Um, this is who we are. If you like us, great. If you don't, well, you know, that's fine. There's the door. And, and in my role is, is the Badgers, uh, you know, radio voice, voice of the Badgers, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you speak at a lot of different events, and a lot of times you're around, you know, donors, you know, high-end donors, but you wouldn't know that their net worth is off the charts when you meet them because they're, they're very you know, everyday people. And that's one of the great things that I've noticed about, about this state is that uh, we do what we do and we have a lot of fun. We embrace the, the long winters. Uh, that's the, one of the big differences maybe that I noticed here from maybe a lot of other places, uh, either a couple places where I've lived before. Uh, it's a real separator to me about people in the state of Wisconsin. To some degree, the weather does shape that. You talk about the lack of pretense. I see that around here all the time. And and people, they try to charge from their, their car to the grocery store or fill up their gas as quick as they can. And I'll go outside in winter and people go, well, you know, you're from Wisconsin. You should love winter. I'm like, no, the cold is terrible. It's cold to me too. But you know what? I don't mind putting on a hat and gloves and a coat. It's okay if my hair gets messed up as long as my ears are warm, right? But you find that that literally people, that vanity is like, oh, you know, I'll risk catching cold rather than put on a hat and look foolish. I'm like, screw you. If it's minus 12, I'm going to stay warm. Like that's, as my dad would say, I'm going to dress for speed, not for comfort. And in that point, you know, I'm going to, I'm walking out of the house. 
and 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 that's when you get to the pretense. I think a lot of it is shaped by that. You know, we're like, okay, this is what we have to do because it's cold outside, so we're going to practically do that, right? There's there's a practicality to it that I think is is um, uh, that's universal as well across with inside the borders. No, I agree. That's a we'll layer up and we'll go out to dinner and we'll order a big brandy old fashioned suite, which if you do that outside of Wisconsin, they look at you like you have two heads. Uh, but we know what a brandy old fashioned suite is. So that's what we do after we peel off our 10 layers in the middle of January when we go to the supper club. That's the, the life that we now, live. So as if you couldn't get more Wisconsin, then all of a sudden you show up on the Brewers broadcast in 2014 which is awesome, by the way, but I got to be honest, as a guy who's only ever known Matt LePay's voice to be with the Badgers, it took a minute, And but you're <laughs> phenomenal at it. I mean, from football and basketball, all of a sudden now to baseball and the Brewers. Tell us uh, about that. I appreciate that. Um, uh, the, the job or the opportunity fell out of the sky. I mean, this was during 2000, you know, it was in 2014, or actually after the 2013 season, a third party told me that they were, that the, that the Brewers are interested in, in looking for someone who could step in when, when Brian Anderson is away with his national duties. He's, you know, to me, one of the short list of the best broadcasters out there with what BA has done in multiple sports. Um, and I, I said, sure, I, I'd be interested, but I got a level with you. Um, you know, I grew up a baseball fan in Ohio and it was my first love growing up. Uh, but my my resume is very limited. In fact, I, I might be able to dig up a cassette tape <laughs> of a minor league game or an American Legion game I could give you. Uh, but just a fair warning, if you want to, you know, be great to talk with you, but I've, I've got to be up front. And I ended up, uh, maybe, no, maybe everybody else turned it down, uh, but they offered me the opportunity to, to step in for, for BA. And, and some years it's been 55 or 60 games, but now we're, we're kind of dialing it back into the 25 to 30. But it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you know, make a zillion mistakes, um, especially the first couple of years, hopefully less than a zillion now. But Bill Schroeder's a great guy to work with. Uh, you know, everybody involved in our broadcast team, Sophia Minert is as good as it gets. And, and what she does as a reporter, uh, our producers, directors, the club has been wonderful to me. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's kind of a side hustle, I guess, for me right now. I'm, I'm not really looking to be a full-time baseball announcer, but it's an opportunity I never thought would happen, and I've really enjoyed it. Sophia Minert, uh, former ESPN employee. She was a PA here mm -hmm. for a long yep. time. I worked, I worked with her back, back in the day uh, when you came through that. So, okay, so you're Ohio, you're Ohio and you like baseball. Were you, were you on the Reds side or were you on the, uh, the Indian side? No, I, was a, I grew up a big Reds fan. And uh, growing up in the 70s, big Red Machine era, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, that was – you talk about being a spoiled fan growing up. I got spoiled in a hurry with the you back-to-back know, -back World Series team, 75, 76, mm -hmm. really – um, love the way they played. You know, they, they could beat you in a variety of ways. It, uh, you know, I think it's going to go down, certainly, and still does, is one of the best teams assembled, uh, if not ever, in a very long, long time with Hall of Famers practically everywhere. Somebody sent me a picture recently of, of that, that team. You know, here's Bench, and then here's Doggy Perez, and, and, and Morgan, and Concepcion, and Rose, and Griffey, and uh, Geronimo. Uh, I'm sorry, Foster, Geronimo, Griffey. Yep. And and he sends me the picture and he goes, just by looking at this, you've just lost two out of three. By, <laughs> Pretty much. By looking at the picture, you've lost two out of three. And if you stare at it too long, you're going to be swept, right? And it was – and all yeah. those guys were not just great for their time, but they're generationally 
Mm-hmm. Good. I know this is a Wisconsin thing, but this is a uh, listen. I'm sorry, Trevor. I'm going to agree with. There was uh, name me a catcher better than Johnny Bench. You can't name me a guy who was a better uh, um, second baseman ever than Joe Morgan, and you can't. And s- some of those guys were just they were ridiculous. And what's even more amazing is at the time, the manager of that club, Sparky Anderson, right? Who Matt like like you and I, he he was gray as could be. He managed those clubs. He was younger than Tom Brady is right now. Right, and he was. Yep, and, and looked a lot older than uh, than his age at the time. But yeah, he was he was terrific. And they you know they could beat you with power, they could beat you with speed, they could beat you with defense. Uh, you know, terrific bullpen, good starting pitching. They they had it all. Yeah. More with the voice of the Wisconsin Badgers. And did we call you the filling guy for the Brewers? It just doesn't no, make just sense. Well, it's it's the Badgers. More with yeah, Matt We should LePage. talk about the Badgers, too. We should talk about the Badgers when we come back. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry we should the, all the Reds talk. <laughs> More with Matt LePay after this on Inside Wisconsin. Shut up and sit down. Helpful critiques, ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with, we are happy, we are here. You can be the inputters. We're here to listen. Shut up and sit down. Uh, Trevor, before we get back to uh, Mr. LePay, and I've made fun of the the flannel shirt. I have made fun of it. I love it. I'm in awe. Thank I'm you. in awe that anyone has a closet with that many flannel shirts. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for you to bring the chainsaw so that it'll really or an axe so I really get the full effect of it. I want to know what you think of the 1948 Brewers uh, AAA Brewers jersey. Well, first off, I didn't know it existed, which shouldn't be a shock to you or anybody else. Uh, 1948 Brewers were the farm system, the AAA team for the yep. Boston Braves. That's what you were telling me. Yeah, for the Braves. So I, I am old school with the old Brewers uh, before they, you know, came to town. And then and then I've got the new school, you know, retro, but now current, uh, you know, the, the the glove logo back. So I'm, I'm completely Brewered out. So, well, you also have one crazy collection of Brewers all-star hats there behind you. What is all this about? How many I of those do you have? Them, right? right, like that one. Uh, these are from the from their, the different all-star games. So these are the uh, all-star game guys that go cover the all-star game. Um, you know, Fernando Lopez, one of our baseball tonight people, always brings it back. Goes, here's your Brewer one. So that's from the one in D.C. Uh, in the past, so what I got over there, I got a Padres one over there. I've got uh, I can't see all the logos. Kansas City one over there. All kinds of them. So do you have just, the one? That's why every time you're like, well, why does he got a red hat there? Well, that's a Brewer's hat. Just you know, I'm all red. The that's a Brewer's hat. Pretty cool. Do you also have the one from Miller Park when the All Star game was at Miller Park? uh the tie game no yeah the tie game no and by the way as you know it's not miller park anymore i know (laughs) you don't have to be sad about it it's okay it's okay you know it's the same place it's the same team you know can we let's um, let's just get this out there apparently miller had it for 20 years which was very kind of them sure and then it's my understanding that Miller had the first right of refusal and said, you know what? It doesn't work for us anymore in our grand scheme of things. Right. Um, American Family Insurance, based out of Madison, had the opportunity to take the naming rights and said, we refuse to let this leave the state of Wisconsin. We're in. That's impressive as hell. And so, yes, it's going to take a minute to understand American yep. Family Field and let that roll off the tongue. I can only imagine how big that must be. We got to make sure to ask Matt about that next. How big do you guys have it in letters that says American Family Field? 
Like, do you have things that say don't call it Miller Park? Because it's got to happen. But I think it's pretty cool, and I love the logo. Love the logo. Love the, what they did to the stadium. Haven't been this yeah. year. I'm actually going to a game next week, I think. It's a bigger canvas than Steve Stricker's shirt in a golf <laughs> tournament, you know? You got a little more room to put stuff out there. So, True. Uh, listen, yeah, for guys that are doing that, the, the games like our, our boy B.A. or Schrader, yeah. like that's got to be really tough, right, to get used to that. And even when we changed to sponsor the New York Marathon, um, to um, um, Tata Consultancy Services, TCS. Luckily, we got to shorten it. But it had been the ING New York Marathon. And I made sure I did that in, to this day when I start, right? I put here are the three people I'm working with, myself included, even though they're standing right there and I've worked with them for a decade. I put Carrie Tullison, fine Minnesota gal, uh, uh, Tim Hutchins. <laughs> and then I make sure I put in big letters, right? There it is, TCS New York City Marathon. Because everybody goes, oh, the New York Marathon. But it's technically the TCS New York City Marathon. So I don't, you know, you don't want to screw up the moneymaker when that yeah, comes to I, I want to ask, let's get back to Matt and ask him, where do you have the no Miller Park signs in the booth? Let's get back to Matt LePay. Shut up and sit down. We're back with Matt LePay on Inside Wisconsin. All right, so we should probably cover a little Badgers history here. Matt, you recently got to voice this promo that UW put out as Barry Alvarez retires after 31 years at UW. Talk about your relationship with Barry. Uh, it's yeah, it was here from the beginning, right? With him when he uh, stepped off the plane after uh, helping Notre Dame uh, win the Orange Bowl over Colorado, and and was there for that first news conference when he told people, "You better get your season tickets now because before long you might not be able to." And I remember looking around the room, and some of us were wondering, "Really?" You know, they they announced the crowd at that last game of the previous season at 23,000. In reality, it was closer to 10. So there were a lot of season tickets available. But, um, you know, he came in uh, full of uh, full of energy and confidence. And as we said in the video, he felt real good about himself coming into Madison. And, hey, he did it. Um, and he did it relatively quickly. By, by year four, they, they won the league and went to the Rose Bowl and won it. Uh, but that first news conference, you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he certainly got the talk. But he changed everything, man. It just went, it went all business the minute he stepped on campus. And, and he, I know changing the culture sounds cliche, uh, but he changed the culture. And yeah. he had great people around him. The chancellor, Donna Shalala at the time was critical. Pat Richter, the athletic director. Um, and they said, Barry, do what you need to do. And he, he did it. This has been one of the remarkable stories, I think. And I'm biased. I, I get it. But mm -hmm. I still think it's one of the remarkable stories in college football, maybe ever, where the program was and what it became. So you don't take over football until 1994. In, in 1988, when you're there and you're watching them go one and uh, one and ten, and you're like, you know, really keep. I, I'm good with my Saturdays open right now. I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, yeah, a absolutely. I mean, you know, there would be thirty thousand, forty thousand people, and, mm -hmm. and the, the the tough part was, and it was one of the things that we wanted to, to say in in the video that we did. For, for Barry several a few weeks ago now, is that there were good players. You know, Troy Vincent, uh, Don Davey, and there were a lot of others. Dan Kissling, uh, mm -hmm. Todd Nelson, whose son now uh, is an offensive lineman for the Badgers. The, the list does go on. Paul Christ, 
actually my first year being around the program was his senior year. Uh, but there, there weren't enough of them. And it was right. Don, Don Morton, uh, Barry's predecessor, was here for three years. And they just, they week in and week out, they were overmatched. And you knew really every week they had little, if any, chance to win. So the anger that was there for a while with the fan base became apathy, which is the very worst thing that you can have to deal with if you're any kind of a sports program when people stop caring but that was what happened and when Alvarez came here the first thing he really tried to do beyond the obvious of getting good players was getting fans to care again giving them a reason to care again and, and come back to the stadium we remember Rose Bowl teams we remember championship teams but as teams go do you remember teams by 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 seniors, by groups that were more fun than other ones, whether whether they were successful or not? Like, give us some teams that you just really liked. Uh, I'll jump ahead. I thought uh, Barry's last season, uh, the 05 team, mm -hmm. that was, uh, there was, the defense went through some transition. It was ridiculously good the year before, and a lot of those guys had, had graduated, so they were a team that was going to have to uh, you know, win shootout type of games. But I, I really, I appreciated that team. John Stocko, a, you know, a tough uh, athletic quarterback, I think a better athlete than people gave him credit for. They had a tailback that year named Brian Calhoun, um, who was a Wisconsin guy, but he had played uh, previously at Colorado and transferred into Madison. People knew he could run really well, but he was a tough runner. Uh, and he showed it that year. Um, I would also go back to kind of jumping around here, the 96 team, which was mm -hmm. Ron, Ron Dane's freshman year. And there were two guys all time that I can think of with Barry who just really didn't bother containing his excitement when he knew that they had landed a commitment from players. Um, and Joe Thomas was one and Ron Dane was the other. Mm -hmm. And the, that team had its ups and downs. It, it struggled in the Big Ten, but Ron was ridiculous uh, as a freshman. And Barry, Barry had a pretty good idea that he could be pretty good, <laughs> but I'm not sure he thought he would be that good that fast. Those are uh, a lot of characters too, John. Um, mm -hmm. Corey Raymer, who was a center on the Rose Bowl team, who yeah. was just a funny dude. It, somebody, somebody did a story once on him. You know, what would be your nickname? And Corey's answer was well, anything that starts with the word dumb. And, uh, <laughs> but Corey was not dumb. He was not a dumb guy at all. Right. And you have a lot of guys like that who keep it fun. So we were talking earlier about making you guys feel old and I don't mean to do this now, but here we go. I was five years old when you started broadcasting for the Badgers, Matt. Right, You're all I've ever known. See ya. <laughs> yeah. It was good having you. Sorry. Look all right, who has hair and look who doesn't Matt. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, mine's gray, but, you know. Full coverage. Full yeah, coverage. coverage. That's all we're saying, Trev. Fluff the geese. <laughs> Got it. So, all right. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. That's Wisconsin, right? Mm -hmm. I did a little research here. Ted Davis for the Bucks started in 1997. Wayne Larvey, who we've had here on Inside Wisconsin, started with the Packers in 1999. The only person that's done this in Wisconsin longer than Matt LePay, of course, is Bob Euchre, 1971. But 1988... And I bring that up because we got to go there. Matt, you graduated from Ohio State University. And here's what I love the most about when you talk about Ohio State. You refuse to call it the Ohio State University, which as a fan, I really appreciate. Wow. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, uh, you can. <laughs> didn't know that was an option. 
Only if I get really angry at somebody. I went to the Harvard, <laughs> Harvard of Central Ohio, the Ohio State University. They say it just to annoy people, right? I mean, it works. Yeah. I'm sure Herb Street, you know, when he's off the air, he's doing that all the time. And Galloway, those guys. But, um, yeah, they, they do it for annoyance. They, they do. Listen, they chased, they chased Herbie out of there. They chased Herbie out of Columbus. I know. Because on occasion, he would say things that might be neutral. <laughs> or not flattering enough, and he's finally like, forget this, I'm going to Nashville. He couldn't. Like, like, that's a hard fan base right there. When you do that, when you're like, dang, you ran him out, that is crazy mm-hmm. uh, when they come through. But I tell you what, they got something roll. Is Camp Randall is terrific, right? But we could, like, being in the shoe for game day is not terrible either. No, no. I, I mean, I, I went there many times as a, as a student there and, and whenever the Badgers play there, which obviously with divisions and 14 teams in the league doesn't happen uh, all the time. But yeah, I, I still try to let myself take it in. And, and I, I do the same thing at, at Michigan, uh, at Penn State, the, the places mm-hmm. where you get 100,000. But yeah, the, the horseshoe is uh, it's a lot of pomp and circumstance. And if you go there all the time, maybe you take it for granted a little bit. But if you're only there every so often, uh, like I am now, yeah, I'll, I'll give myself a couple minutes to take it in script Ohio and all that fun stuff. I, I still admit that. So given what you saw at Camp Randall in the late 80s mm-hmm. to where it is now, like, do you take a minute to appreciate that every Saturday to go, wow, this at least I'm here in the salad days? Yeah, absolutely. And I think being an older guy like this, Trevor, you wouldn't know, but being an older guy was around when – they weren't winning and mm-hmm. most of the seats were empty. And when they play jump around at the end of the third quarter, uh, our radio booth, we have the visitors radio booth just to our left. It, it's kind of fun to just take a glance over there and jump around because it does sway a little bit, the press box when it gets Crazy. going and just nice. to, to catch their reaction. I mean, as, as good as all the other traditions are in, at least in the Big Ten, uh, I still think jump around is the one that uh, that gets people wound up the most. And I'm not sure second place is all that close. <laughs> you guys could name drop a lot more than I could, but let me do one here quick. Brian Brom, former Packer, now with Purdue, good buddy of mine. His first trip to Camp Randall, he told us that they were in the press box and all the way over to the right is my understanding, if you're looking at it. And we literally told him, hey, hang on to yourself uh, when the jump around happens. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you'll see. You'll see. And sure enough, he texted us during jump around. He's like, I'm going to die. This thing's <laughs> going down, right? Like, it's crazy how much it moves. How much of that you get through your headsets when it gets going? If you're listening well, or when it's just loud or it's a, it's a big spot in a game and those people get going, how much of that can you, um, can you drink in while you're still calling the game? Quite, quite a bit. With radio, obviously, you can't lay out as much as, as you would for television. That's obvious. But I still let myself do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get, um, you know, if it's, if it's jump around, we just will play it. We'll come out of a commercial break and we'll just let it go. But if you get a big, you know, if the defense is out there trying to get a big stop and it's third and 10 or whatever it is and the crowd gets cranked up, it, it's, it's kind of fun to just let it let the crowd do its thing. And, and, you know, my broadcast partners, if it's Mark Tauscher or Mike Lucas, uh, at times they'll just take off their headsets and just, you know, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. they ignore me anyway, but they'll, they've got an excuse. <laughs> they just take the headsets off and just really listen to the crowd, get into it. It's, it's hard to, you can't beat it. You, you just, you mm-hmm. can't beat, um, especially a big game atmosphere 
at Camp Randall, especially at night, I guess. But but anytime, if a Michigan or an Ohio State, whatever, if there's a high stakes game and the crowd gets gets cranked up, which we've all missed that a lot, of course. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get back to that this fall. For sure. Tell me something about your basketball team that you like. Because you've had two guys that, that really well and now into guard. But between the, uh, the span you had there, you, you saw a great wealth of growth and, and success in that area as well. Yeah, it was what, but the first several years I was here, I was um, jealous of some of my colleagues, uh, uh, you know, always going to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Don Fisher, who's been a longtime uh, radio voice at Indiana, uh, going back to the Bob Knight days, the, the national titles, the final fours, and uh, always wondered what it would be like to be around a team that actually got into the NCAA <laughs> tournament uh, because that was a 47-year drought before uh, Stu Jackson's team got him in in 94, but to see what, what Dick Bennett and Bo Ryan and what Greg, you know, what Greg Gard is doing now, uh, the, the sustained success. I know Barry's Barry Alvarez talked about that a lot. It's one thing to get there. It's another thing to stay there and, and you're in and you're out seemingly or almost every year over the last quarter century. Plus they're, they're in the mix to, to win the big 10, and it, it, it almost is taken for granted at times how often they get into the NCAA tournament. A few years back, they had about everybody who could get hurt, got hurt, and they didn't make the, they didn't make the tournament that season. But otherwise, they've been in consistently since 1999. I mean, that's, that's a short list of programs that can say that. And to have called a team in three Final Fours and one championship game – and the number of close games that they had to win to get there, and, and mm -hmm. every game you're like you're like this, right? Um, and the players from Michael Finley, Tracy Webster, back in the early to mid '90s, to Devin Harris and Alondo Tucker, and and Frank Kaminsky, obviously, uh, been a lot of just a lot of great players. The teams that um, have I talked about being spoiled growing up. I think a lot of us have gotten spoiled watching the success of basketball now for two and a half decades. So can close. I, can I give you one of my favorite teams, the late 99, the late nineties, because, uh, and God bless them for having a sense of, sense of humor. Look at this, Trevor. This is my favorite. This is from the shoe box, <laughs> but it says, as it says on here, it says, uh, John need a good deal on shoes. Call us. And it's signed by Mike Kelly and Andy Kowski. Uh, <laughs> my, so those are my guys right there. Um, they are, they are the the fact that they could go ahead and, you know, find some humor in that bad boy. I still love them. So oh. yeah, those guys, the late 99, the late nineties teams, um, and those guys, they were, they, they, there were characters in all those guys, right? Like some of those guys were like, I don't mind saying it, those clowns were entertaining. Oh, yeah, they, they were. And they knew they got into the opponent's heads, especially, you know, the Kelly and, and Kowski and Vershaw, yeah. that group. I mean, and it, it look, the quick, funny story, the year before these guys, 99 were in the tournament. They were down in Charlotte. And they were playing, uh, you know, Southeast Missouri State, just called Missouri State now. Steve mm -hmm. Alford was coaching. And yeah. it was one of those games where it was Murphy's Law. Wisconsin, their guys could not hit water from a boat. At, at halftime, it's 21-12. They're behind. So it's a little gallows humor uh, my partner and I are having on – when we thought we were in a commercial break, uh, <laughs> CBS had sent uh, uh, a stat guy over and wanted to know what the halftime score of the Rose Bowl game was uh, earlier that uh, it, it, uh, that past season, and it was 24-21. 
And so you know what's coming. You know the graphic that they're going to flash before sure. the second half. So Mike and I are talking about how we wonder if the Badgers are going to come out here for the second half. Uh, Duke was also playing, was scheduled to play later in that arena, and we're suggesting that maybe they're really intimidated. And it was just kind of, you know, gallows humor. What we thought was between the two of us. Well, it wasn't. It got out over the air. It was written about. And I'm thinking, well, this this will be a career ender. But those guys, got, the word got back, they laughed. He said, well, right. I would have said the same thing. It's 21-12. So they're in the following year. They're, you know, they, they beat Fresno State. They beat a top seed in Arizona. And they're being introduced in the Sweet 16. And Mike Kelly said after the game, he says, yeah, we're being introduced. And I'm talking to John Bryant, fellow guard who was great in that tournament. To look at us, a couple of slow dudes. We're playing in the Sweet 16. We're about to be introduced in the starting five. I mean, they yeah. took they took their craft seriously, but, man, they did not take themselves seriously. They had a ton of fun and probably had a lot to do with those guys getting to the Final Four. Man, it wouldn't take you long to listen to a broadcast and understand that you have a passion for Wisconsin. And recently, you've taken that passion into another area of UW, with the initiative to end Alzheimer's with UW Health. Tell us about that. Yeah, thanks for, for bringing that up. Yeah, my, I lost my mom four years ago, both parents, but my mom dealt with Alzheimer's, um, and she died in July of, of 2017. And um, I thought, look, in, in my corner of the world with, with what I do, hopefully there's something that I can do to help get the word out, raise awareness, help uh, raise money. Uh, they, they're doing a lot of great work at, at UW-Madison, uh, the doctors, the researchers, and just in trying to find ways to at least slow down um, and, if, and ultimately be able to, to stop this, this, awful, this awful disease. And one of the things that, that I discovered as I was going through this, uh, watching my mom go through this, is that you don't have to go very far to find someone else, if it's a friend, an acquaintance, who's dealing with the same thing. Um, so we've gotten involved, my wife and I, with the, with the UW Foundation, the initiative to end Alzheimer's. And um, we, we, in a normal year, we'll have in-person events, a lot of functions, fundraisers, that type of thing. Obviously, we've been limited to virtual, if at all, uh, over the last year. But um, it, it's, it's been humbling uh, just to, to see the work that's being done, very encouraging too, but uh, you get humbled in a hurry because you find out that an awful lot of people out there have been dealing with this in their own families. So again, in, in my little corner here, if we can do something to help raise a couple of dollars and get awareness out, raise awareness, um, then that's something I want to do to honor my mom. Worthy work. Thanks for doing it. How do people it. help? How can we help? Memoriesmatter.org for information, ways to uh, ways to donate. Uh, that would be that would be the website. Memoriesmatteruw. Excuse me. Dot org. Because I'm not so sure. Um, like there there are diseases that are more painful physically, but I'm not so sure there's a crueler um, disease than that. You know, um, you see people that lose things in the fire and they go, well, we lost this picture, but you know, we always have our memories. And when you start to take those things away, when it's hard, it's just, uh, it's uh, unthinkably cruel 
uh, how that how that happens when so many, especially as we talk about this in sports, and so much of this is based on things that you remember, those those feelings you have, those memories you went through, those those times you got goosebumps and sat in there and do those things. You know, I mean, that's so much of what sports is 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 those shared um, those shared experiences and that shared memory of of some of those things. Whether you talk about um, you know. Um, the 96 team or the 05 team when you go through there. So we'll wrap it up with Matt LePay right after this. This is Inside Wisconsin. Shut up and sit down. Helpful critiques, ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with. We are happy. We are here. You can be the inputters. We're here to listen. Shut up and sit down. All right, Trevor, before we get to uh, Matt LePay in our final segment there and get some sort of uh, uh, lighter moments with him, some off the cuff, some things that are sort of uh, out of the box that we want to know from him, yeah. uh, we like to revisit sort of our top fives. Uh, mm-hmm. And this week, we're just going top five things we like about Madison. All right, Matt's been there for 30 some odd years. Uh, things we just we like about Madison. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be sports related, which, no, by the way. No, I'll tell doesn't. you right now, number three on my list is Andy North. So, you know, <laughs> Period. Just, just so you know, so go ahead. Let me, let me see what you got. Well, number five on my list of the top five things I love about Madison. Number five, the Saturday morning farmer's market. Good. Very Tell, good. Have you been to the, the, the farmer's market around the Capitol on, on a Saturday? I'm not there. I'm aware of the Capitol and I'm aware of a farmer's market. I have never merged the two in my Together. life, but I get the yeah. concept. Number four on my list, Bascom Hall, way up on top of the hill. Sure. Right there in the middle of campus. Beautiful. I won two silvers and a gold medal in high school forensics in that building in radio broadcasting. Thank you well, very much. Oh, look at that. They're, the medals are back here. Do you want me to get them? I'll get them. Sure. Just kidding. No. Let me see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> Is it awesome? Let me see it. <laughs> no, I don't have it. I was joking, oh, okay. but well, how's no, that? Put this back here. I, don't even, I didn't even know that was back there. I don't even yeah. think about it. I believe there's two of them, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I didn't even know that's back there. They're gold. Both of those are gold. All right. right, So those are mine. Five and four. What are your five and four? Uh, Number five is sort of like yours is just the state capital because it screams Wisconsin. And that's what Madison is. It's it's the seat of uh, power in the state. Uh, I realize there are things that go on there that you can be on other side of the fence, but it's still the hub. Uh, The only thing that bothers me about the capital, and it's because I do not spend enough time in Madison, is it looks forever exactly the same on all four sides. So I'm never quite sure what side of it I'm on. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'm on the Northeast, West or South side. Cause, and, cause the lady up top is too hard to see. And so that's the only thing, all the capitals, you know, I tell people all the time, all the, all the roads run into the capital in Madison still doesn't help me. Cause I do, cause it looks the same. I have no idea where I'm at. Do you know the lady's name? No. Yeah, Mildred? I do. What do you got? Forward. Forward. That's her name. God, I hope that's right. I don't I really it, think. It, it, I don't, I I don't really know. think her name is forward, and she's pointing at Washington D.C. That I know for a fact. There you go. So at least she's right. facing east then. Well, but it's hard to see her, like you said. All right, what's number four? While well, I look up and make sure that I knew something that you didn't. Number four is Camp Randall Stadium. That's my number. Only three. comes in at number four. It's terrific. I love the fifth quarter. I love the Badgers. Uh, uh, I enjoy going there. It's terrific. But yeah, seven Saturdays a year. Capitals there every day uh, in use. Seven Saturdays of fall. That's it. Uh, but I love Camp Randall. 
And I literally could flip one in four, but because of who I am and where I grew up, it, it's it's going to sit at four. And right, then so- I'll go right ahead because I said number three is Andy North because there's no better human yeah. being, two-time <laughs> U.S. Open champion, uh, ESPN golf analyst, friends to friend to all, and just literally the nicest human being in the world. Uh, so Andy North is is three on my list of the best things in Madison. All right, number three. I don't mean to copy you with camp randall but mine's inside camp randall it's the student section within camp randall that is my third favorite thing in madison it makes or frankly breaks every single game on saturday when they're home Mm -hmm. the chance and all those things it's incredible number two the badger band mike lacrone all those years of the fifth quarter when they come here to green bay and play at the widener center on uwgb's campus my friend gina and i go because my wife and her husband chris who's my best friend Really can't stand the Badger Band, so Gina and I go, and Amanda like and the Badger Chris, Band. Yeah, they're a little out there. Right. They, I don't, they don't like it at all. All right, so what's your number two? All right, we'll give you that. Share? And people, you know that that happens too when they when they come north and they go to Packer games. That happens all the time. I go to my mom. How was the game? It was great. It was the Badger Band. It was the Badger uh, Band game. I love That's right, my like favorite that Packer home game of the year. Uh, number two, mine is, is is the student union there in Madison. Go out on the terrace. We overlook uh, Lake Mendota. It's fantastic. And when I used to go up there, we used to have one weekend in the spring when we did not have a track meet. And so I would get in the car with my buddy and we would drive to Madison. Uh, One time, this was before the internet, when he had to mail your friend to say, hey, I'm coming to Madison. Uh, So I went up there and and, uh, the first time we went, he got the letter the day of. I'm like, oh, here, like we almost beat our letter there telling him we were coming to Madison to stay with him. So the next time we didn't bother, we just showed up, which is fine. Uh, but Missouri, dry campus anywhere. So, what? you know, my buddy was like, this is amazing. We can go sit out at the student union, look overlook <laughs> the lake and drink beer. What's your number one? Uh, so number one, where people, like I said, we like, we like camper. My number one is the Dane County Coliseum. Yeah. Because that is where when I the Badger hockey team played up until 98. And all their these great national championship squads, where it was Eves or Mark Johnson or, or Pat Flatley or Bruce Driver or Mark Barron or Chris Chelios and all these guys that were so good um, in the late 70s up through the middle uh, in the middle 80s until I you know, went off to college and graduated. They were fantastic. So, and I can still hear when they'd come on, and I think the guy's name was Paul Brown, and he'd go, welcome to the Dane County Coliseum, and he'd call it the Montreal Forum of College Hockey, <laughs> which is terrific. Uh, I went up there with a buddy of mine that was on the track team at, at Missouri, a guy named John Shear, but he was a, a, a dairy science major. So we went up for the World Dairy Expo yeah, at the Dane cool. County Coliseum. Like, the yeah. place is as old as I am. I think now they call it... Um, the Alliant Energy Center. I don't think it's the Dane County Coliseum anymore. That's true. Uh, but that is my favorite place because I have nothing but wonderful ma- uh, memories of these great Badger hockey teams, which in the 80s awesome. were better than the Badger football teams over at Camp Randall when I was growing up. Yep. Right. And so that would be uh, number one is the Dane County Coliseum. Sinatra played there, dude. Elvis played there. What else do you need? Here. All right. My number one favorite thing about Madison you can take all the people that have ever stepped foot in Madison, come through Madison, played in Madison, the whole nine yards. You should know this, John. My number one favorite thing about Madison is Joe Thomas. <laughs> now you're just trying to kiss ass. That is not true. You are so trying to make up for it. That is not going to work. 
That is complete. That is such BS. I told you that he would Look see it. You're trying to save face right now. I love the damage is done. I, nothing. You better need to own this. I own it. Instead own. of trying right. to weasel your way out of it. Here's my number one. My number one favorite thing about Madison, the Madison Mallards. Have you been to a game? The Northwoods League team, the baseball team in Madison, the Madison Mallards. Nobody does baseball in the entire country, and I can say that like the Madison Mallards do. Almost a sellout every single night. It is an entire experience. I know it has nothing to do with Matt LePay or the Badgers or anything else, Madison. Right. I love the Mallards, man. Gold standard of the Northwoods League. And this is from a man who would know uh, from his history um, uh, working with the franchise of the Green Bay Bullfrogs. So this is yeah. your area. Yeah, it is my area. I public address announced for the Bullfrogs here in Green Bay, who are now the Green Bay Booyah in their stadium in Ashwaubenon, owned by my buddy Mark, Mark Skogan, the Festival Foods CEO. He just bought the team. He's going he's gonna to rock that sucker. So stay uh, right there. Hang on. Where are you going? All right. Hang on. Just stay right there. I'll stay here. Just on the off chance you thought I was, you know, some fly-by-night guy that only collects 1948 merchandise. The Green Bay Booyah hat. Wow, that's impressive. Tell me the story. How'd you get that? I'm just saying. I just I just have things. That's all I'm saying. That's okay? incredible. When it comes to Wisconsin, got... don't screw with me. I got you covered. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. We're back with Matt LePay. This is Inside Wisconsin. All right, Matt, nobody has probably been around the Badgers more than you. But what comes along with the Badgers is the Badger Band. Mm -hmm. Are you sick of it yet? <laughs> no, we miss it. Want them back. They weren't right. around this past year. So, no, they we're, we're eagerly awaiting their return um, in September. Yeah. Answer me this. If you had to choose, obviously you're doing Brewers baseball. Badgers basketball, Badger football, but you can only do one now from this point forward. Which one is it and why? Ooh, ooh, that's uh, yeah, that's that's the dreaded question. Um, ooh, it's hard to be. If there's no time limit. There will not be a buzzer yeah, with Big right. X, and there is not a you cannot pass to the next question. I know. I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to stall. Uh, it is. It is really hard to beat the the anticipation driving to Camp Randall the morning of a game um, and just being in that atmosphere is something that um, that that might be the last thing if it was up to mm -hmm. me the last thing that I would give up uh, but that that's a tough one kind of hard to beat the atmosphere of a basketball game too but I guess I'd lean lean to keep in football all right I got one more that was appropriately diplomatic. Wasn't that yeah. though? Yeah, you that perfect. Right on, right on cue. Beautiful. <laughs> so I, I read your book. Why not Wisconsin? Great read. I love how you went from story to game to story to game, behind the scenes to the game. You talk a little bit about Ron Dane and that being the biggest game that you got to call on the football side of things. But I'm curious what goes through Matt LePay's mind when a naked guy shows up on the field. <laughs> what that happens was when that happens? It's it's uh it's funny you mention that because you know Kevin Harlan has become the master of describing yeah. that on radio and it happened in the last Rose Bowl game that Wisconsin was in and my yeah. mind is racing I'm going should I go Kevin Harlan here but no I'm <laughs> going to sound like some guy trying to be Kevin Harlan if you remember if you remember most of the time like forever and ever you don't say anything if you're radio or television if there is someone, a streaker in this case, who goes on the field because you don't want to detract from what's happening. 
So that was the that was the route that I took. Ron had just set the record. It was, you know, one of the greatest moments, maybe other than the first Rose Bowl win um, in, in 94 over UCLA. That was the greatest single moment in program history, right? So, like, the guy's running goal line to goal line, and we just let it go. If it happened again, I'd be a little bit different. But 1999, Matt, kind of went old school there like most people did in those days. and let it go. If you if you look at the replay though, or if you ever watch the game again, Ron starts busting out laughing. <laughs> and the other guys in the huddle. Uh, but no, we went we went too serious. So that's what I'd like to have back. I would love to have Ron Dane and the streaker on Inside Wisconsin. I can get you Dane. I don't know if I can get you. <laughs> I can get you the streaker. Get this. Can get you? This. So we launch inside like Wisconsin. Like a real guy, or you just know random Honestly, naked guys? <laughs> well, no, absolutely okay. not. No, okay, the real good. guy. I had, I had a buddy who knows that guy and could we could easily get him on. Maybe we'll have it happen. Who knows? So what company go. is he running now? He's probably right? running the company. Totally. Right. Hey, apparently he gave his mom a heads up, which is really nice uh, of him sure. to do. Yeah. They always <laughs> they always say that now, like in, in TV, we're like, we don't want to show that. We don't want to encourage people. Like, you really think that's gonna encourage people? Like you think that's gonna <laughs> like like, oh, God, we saw that on ESPN and we saw it on ABC. Now everybody's – no. you got to be a unique uh, goofball to go do that, and I think we should show stuff like that all the time. So, anyway, do I, do I get my random ones now? Is that – am you I – All right. Uh, have you ever held Paul Bunyan's axe? Uh, I have, as a matter How heavy is that? Uh, it, it, you got to be ready. you got to be – you know, work out a little bit. All right. Uh, give me the event you'd like to call. Uh, national championship game. Okay, doesn't okay. matter what. Where, doesn't uh, matter. A football national championship game. All right, very good. Do you like? Are you, are you good with four? Do you think we should expand the playoff? Uh, would like to see it expanded. If what I would like to see, uh, real quick, I would hope that players who have participated get asked about it because right now you're you're talking about 15 games for these right. guys, and if you expand it, you're looking at more. I would love to get feedback mm-hmm. from them, but um, as a fan, I would love to see it go to eight at least. Okay. See, I will. Well, someday we'll argue about that because everybody's wrong if they wants to expand it. Uh, on your Twitter, you say you're a lousy golfer. Like, how lousy? Uh, really lousy. In fact, uh, our good friend Andy North once told me, uh, "LePay, you have a lot of talent. It just happens to be deeply hidden. Um, <laughs> not, not good. Not good. I, but I, I, I play quickly. I, I do play quickly. Very good. And the last thing I got for you. Okay, I am. Uh, I, I'm. I'm playing for my my kids' tuition in a game of horse. Which Badger shooter do I want? Mm, Bronson Koenig. That guy will make sure that my 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 mm. uh, my five twenty nine is safe. Yeah, I would I would lean to Bronson Koenig. Great shooter. It was Bronson that hit that shot in the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah, yeah, he's their all time three point shooter, uh, most three point makes. Ben Bruss was really good too, but yeah, I think yeah when he's right. Uh, Bronson Koenig would be my guy to probably make make all those tough shots. That that's who I need. We we I don't want to take out student loans. <laughs> Avoid it if you Matt, can. We're grateful that you joined us. Whether it was Bronson Koenig or Ben Brust hitting a, a buzzer beater or a touchdown Wisconsin on the radio, or now a Christian Yelich home run or a Lorenzo Kane robbing of a home run in opening day 2019. It is just better with Matt LePay behind the mic. We're grateful that you joined us, Matt. Uh, Glad to be with you guys. Yep, appreciate the soundtrack you give us. It's great.
Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Cheers. Shut up and sit down. Uh, honestly, I'm ready. I'm ready to sing on Wisconsin right now. Please. Like I'm so ready to sing on Wisconsin. I'm I'm willing to learn the second verse. There's a second verse. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Of, you know, right. Fight right through that line, and then after that, everybody's yeah. kind of hums. But yeah, I, I'm willing I, to go through. Uh, I, you know, so stoked usually, with uh, all the all the good stuff we got from LePay that you know. Let, let's play the whole thing. Doing the band thing usually, so I don't listen to the, the numbers. I'm just down, bum, bum, bada, bum, bum, bum. Exactly. <laughs> I right, love Matt LePay. Not the that was awesome. Fight song. That's Mrs. O'Leary's cow, and we'll talk about the pest you go fire at another time. Look at this. Look at this. Somebody watching inside Wisconsin gave me this a Wisconsin cow mug. John, do you know about fans. the Pesco fire? Yes, it was much larger than the Chicago fire. Nobody talks about it, and it happened on the same day. More people even died. Just making sure you know, if you're going to sing Mrs. O'Leary's Cow, which is how the Chicago, the you know, the Great Chicago Fire started, that we should make sure everybody knows that you know, because it doesn't get the same historical context of the Pesco fire. I have some friends that own and operate a winery up in Pesco, and it's called Forgotten Fire Winery. It is. I've always thought of Peshtigo as the Napa Valley of Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Door County, maybe, but hey, you know what? It's really good. Hey, yeah, uh, our I'm thanks to Matt LePay. Our thanks to Matt LePay for joining us today on Inside Wisconsin. I'm a fan. John, I know you're a professional sports broadcaster, and I know you're a fan. Matt LePay knows how to do it, and he's the best that, frankly, we've probably ever had. So uh, be real, do a professional uh, broadcasting job. Now tell people how they can reach us and, and, and tell us uh, that we should either shut up or do better things. Yeah, I'll do my best. So reach us first and foremost at insidewisconsin.com. You can email John directly. It's J a at insidewisconsin.com or myself, Trevor at insidewisconsin.com. But on the website, you'll find all the social media platforms that we have out there on Facebook at inside Wisconsin on Twitter at Wisco show on Instagram at Inside Wisconsin, and of course the YouTube page where all of these videos, all the content that John and I produce, all live there on our YouTube page at Inside Wisconsin. And by the way, although we love our faces on this camera, uh, at least at least I do, uh, you can also listen to us on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, your Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon Music, Pandora, you name it. If there's a podcast place, we are there. Search us there, and again, give us your feedback. Uh, we love all of the, the comments below, and we really love the suggestions, John. You've gotten a few emails. I've gotten a few emails. People want to see some particular names on this show, and we're going to do our best to bring them to you. Uh, but those are all the different ways that you can get a hold of us here on Inside Wisconsin. And listen, we 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 everybody's pretty aware of the big names that people want to hear, and we're going to try to yeah. get to those. But give us other ones. Give us stories that we should be digging into. Give us places that we need to know. Give me a place where I should go when I'm in your town and have an old fashioned. Give me a place where I should go where, pr provided they have you know a, a safe environment for bar stools, that I can go and have a beer and get out unhurt. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to send us those things. That would be terrific. We want to hey, hear from everybody. John, you work for ESPN. I have a little sure. bit of a sports background, but the idea of Inside Wisconsin isn't just necessarily sports talk. Yeah, there are some recognizable names here in the state of Wisconsin, especially in the sports realm that we're going to have on the show, but it's more about Wisconsin stories, right? 
It is. I mean, I, the only problem I have is that, you know me, I'm a cultural idiot. I like to talk about sports. That's where I'm my best. You know, when we talk about the five best things in Madison, I think the zoo's probably great. And I'm sure the art museum's fantastic, you know, in an arboretum or botanical gardens. State Street. Uh, but I would rather talk about sports. I get it. <laughs> so and, I'm okay, you know. And you know that we here in Wisconsin have a statriotism unlike any other. So, yeah, we're going to have some sports people on. But we also want to know who in the cultural area. We're probably going to ask them a few sports questions anyway. But we want to have an array, array, array. a large no- array, a large yeah. number array just different people we want to have different people on so we, we just want different people yeah. so i don't need all your fancy sat damn words just give them <laughs> a lot of people that's what we're saying you know our thanks to matt lepay episodes every other week we'll see you in two weeks as you were wisconsin <laughs>